Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome to the Caixin Seneca Business Brief, a joint podcast from The China Project and Caixin Global. We bring you the most critical business and finance news from China. I'm Kaiser Guo from The Seneca Podcast, part of The China Project. In this week's episode, food delivery giant Meituan begins its Hong Kong expansion and Baidu unveils a $5 billion share buyback. Plus, Electric vehicle maker Neo says it's building 1,000 battery swapping stations this year, and dozens remain missing after a deadly mine collapse in Inner Mongolia. Later, we speak with Zhang Yukun about the apparent disappearance of China Renaissance founder and CEO Bao Fan, a major mover and shaker in the finance world, and what that could portend. Let's jump right in. Meituan is pushing ahead with its launch in Hong Kong. The Chinese food delivery giant is hiring local delivery workers, including motorcycle and bike riders, as well as so-called foot soldiers who can deliver orders on foot, according to a recruitment document. The campaign comes as the Chinese company starts its expansion in the financial hub's food delivery market, which is currently dominated by foreign firms Food Panda and Deliveroo. As an incentive, new riders who complete a certain volume of orders will receive a bonus. With the rewards, new riders who complete 500 orders a month, which is a standard workload, will be paid as much as Hong Kong $35,000, that's around $4,500 US dollars, nearly 20% higher than the industry average, according to local media. The company is also planning on recruiting dozens of managers, campaign operators, delivery station masters, and legal service personnel in Hong Kong. Facing rising competition and a possible growth peak, Meituan has reportedly been preparing for its Hong Kong expansion since October. But muscling into the market may not be easy for Meituan, despite its success on the Chinese mainland. It could learn from ride-hailing giant Uber, which in 2016 launched a food delivery business in Hong Kong but struggled for years to win market share. Uber Eats ultimately exited in late 2021. Next up, Alibaba's profit surged a better-than-expected 69% in the December quarter thanks to the company making deep cost cuts and narrowing losses overseas. 
the e-commerce leader, after spending aggressively to dominate the market on the Chinese mainland, is navigating increasingly tough competition from archrival JD.com, as well as up-and-comers such as Pinduoduo. For now, Alibaba is likely to continue to focus on cost reduction and profitability rather than new business expansion. To achieve what it's called high-quality growth, the Hangzhou-based firm reduced its workforce by about 19,000 employees last year. Overseas, the tech giant is curtailing its global ambitions. Alibaba sold off the last of its shares in Indian fintech giant Paytm this month, accelerating a withdrawal from one of the world's fastest-growing mobile and internet arenas. These moves could support Alibaba's margins in the short term, but it still has to come up with an answer to intensifying competition for the longer term. Moving to news about another tech giant, Baidu announced a $5 billion share buyback after reporting better-than-expected revenue. Sales had st- sales held steady at just over 33 billion yuan, or around 4.8 billion U.S. dollars, for the December quarter, exceeding expectations. Net income almost tripled to about 5 billion yuan, boosted by gains in its investments. As China's internet sector emerges from a two-year drought underscored by regulatory investigations and pandemic curbs, Baidu is leading the race to create China's answer to OpenAI's tech phenomenon, ChatGPT. The Beijing-based firm is planning to roll out ErnieBot in March and embed it in its flagship search services. In the near term, Baidu still relies on its bread-and-butter online marketing service to generate cash. Meanwhile, the company's nascent cloud computing unit is targeting clients including smart city projects and industrial groups to find a niche to compete with bigger foes, such as Huawei and Alibaba. Moving on to the latest updates from the country's auto sector. Electric vehicle startup NIO is planning to build 1,000 new battery swapping stations across China this year. It will add 400 such stations along highways and 600 in urban areas, most of which will be in third- and fourth-tier cities and counties, bringing its total to more than 2,300. NIO is counting on battery swaps as the major power solution for its vehicles. Battery exchanges allow drivers to replace depleted batteries quickly with fully charged packs rather than plugging the vehicles into a charging port. The company said in November that it aims to launch five new models in the first half of 2023 on top of its eight existing models. Meanwhile, Guangzhou Automobile Group, or GAC, wants to cut its reliance on foreign chips. The state-owned carmaker is working to get more domestically made microchips into its vehicles. An executive at the firm's investment arm said that of the roughly 1,000 chips installed in the average GAC vehicle, more than 400 could be replaced with those made on the Chinese mainland. The company currently relies on overseas suppliers for about 90% of its automotive chips. And GAC's concerns are well-founded. Many Chinese automakers had their production hampered by a global chip shortage in 2021, which was around the same time China's semiconductor industry started feeling the pinch of U.S. technology export restrictions. But the auto giant has already been making progress. Last year, 10% of chips in GAC-made vehicles were produced by domestic suppliers, up from 3% the previous year, the executive said. Staying with cars, but moving now to batteries. 
a Fujian court's ruling has further complicated a years-long legal battle between two EV battery giants. China Aviation Lithium Battery Technology, or CALB, the country's third-largest EV battery maker, said that it will appeal the court's ruling that came out in favor of its larger rival, Contemporary Amperex Technology, or CATL, the world's largest EV battery maker. Hong Kong-listed CALB was ordered to immediately stop selling products that violate CATL's patents and pay the company close to 36 million yuan, or more than 5 million U.S. dollars, in damages. The company said it will appeal the ruling and has submitted a request to ask the country's intellectual property regulator to invalidate the patents. The case builds on a lawsuit that Fujian province-based CATL filed in 2021, accusing its smaller rival of violating five of its patents related to battery technology and claiming millions of yuan in compensation. In 2018, CALB shifted its focus to produce ternary lithium batteries for passenger EVs, putting itself in direct competition with CATL. As a result of mounting competition in the sector between firms such as CALB and CATL, China saw a spike in the number of published patents related to the auto industry last year. More than 362,000 auto-related patents were published in the world's largest car market, a jump of nearly 13% year-on-year, according to the official data. CATL alone had over 1,200 patents related to power cell systems published in the year. And we'll wrap up this episode with the news of a devastating mine accident in Inner Mongolia. An open-pit mine collapsed on Wednesday afternoon, killing at least six people and injuring another six. Forty-seven people remain missing as of Thursday evening. The mine is operated by Inner Mongolia Xinjing Coal Industry. The company has been penalized multiple times for business violations. Last year, it was fined and warned over several violations in water usage, mining site arrangements, and safety management. Rescue operations are still underway, and President Xi Jinping has ordered an investigation into the accident. Let's turn now to Caixin Global Financial News reporter Zhang Yukun to talk about some news that has many in the tech and investing world very worried, the disappearance of the well-known investment banker Baofan. Uh, Yukun, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me here, Kaiser. So Bao's disappearance has definitely set shockwaves throughout China's corporate scene. Uh, let's discuss what happened to, to Bao and why this is such a big deal. Uh, can we start with just telling our listeners about who he is, who Bao Fan is, Yukun? Sure. Bao Fan is most well known as the founder and CEO of China Renaissance, an investment bank headquartered in Beijing. It's actually just a few minutes walk from where I am right now at Caixin's Beijing office. Bao is now in his early 50s, and he has built his name as a top financier and achieved some sort of celebrity status in venture capital circles. That is because he facilitated a series of high-profile mergers and acquisitions in China's tech sector, including merger of ride-hailing apps Didi and Kuaidi, and Meituan's acquisition of bike-sharing startup Mobike. So basically, everyone in the industry knows him, and he has tons of business ties and connections. But none of them can reach him now. That's right. Earlier this month, Caixin broke the news that China Renaissance has lost contact with Bao, and the Hong Kong-listed company later confirmed 
that in an exchange filing. Oh wow! So, do we have any idea of why he disappeared? No, not yet. But according to sources familiar with the matter, Bao's disappearance is likely connected to Cong Lin, who was the president of China Renaissance. Cong and his wife were taken away by authorities for investigation last September, and Cong hasn't been seen in public since then. It's unclear what they're being investigated for. I see. So are Bao Fan and and Cong Lin related in some way? They are close friends, according to our sources. Cong is a financial veteran with roughly 30 years of experience working for ICBC, that is short for Industrial and Commercial Bank of China, and its subsidiaries, including Hong Kong-based ICBC International Holdings. Under Cong's leadership, ICBC International Holdings lent money to China Renaissance in 2017 and co-sponsored the investment bank's Hong Kong IPO the next year. In 2020. Bao poached Cong from ICBC to China Renaissance. Why did Bao do that? Well, ICBC is state-owned and it's China's, also the world's largest bank by assets. Cong has built a lot of connections during his many, many years there. Sources said that China Renaissance valued these connections so much that it created a position just for Cong and was paying him 20 million yuan, that is about 2.9 million U.S. dollars, every year. That level of salary is second only to Bao himself, and almost double the salary of an executive director at China Renaissance. So, around the time Cong was put under investigation, China Renaissance ended its employment contract with him, but never made any public announcement regarding his disappearance. Meanwhile, Bao has been restricted from leaving the country ever since. This kind of restriction is often placed on people who are under investigation themselves. Or involved in the investigation of someone else. So it's possible that both Cong and Bao are being investigated on the same matter. It certainly seems so. And do we have any idea what the investigation could be about? The authorities haven't said anything about Cong's disappearance, but according to our sources, the investigation might be related to how Cong left the state-owned bank for a highly paid job in China Renaissance. China has been cracking down on misconduct surrounding this type of hiring, in which an official at a state-owned enterprise or regulatory agency takes advantage of their position to help a private company in exchange for a well-paid job at that same company later on. Several people already fell under investigations because of similar reasons last year. So this is really interesting. But what does it all mean for China Renaissance and for its business? It's unclear at the moment. So even with its CEO and president missing, the company is still operating normally. Yes, at least that's what China Renaissance has said in that exchange filing.、Uh, they said that the board is not aware of any information indicating that the matter might be related to company business. Two executive directors will continue to handle its day-to-day operations. Well, this certainly is a story that we will want to follow up on.、Um, thanks, Yukon, as always. Always a pleasure, Kaiser. Thanks for having me. And if our listeners are interested in more details about Bao Fan's story, you can find them at caixinglobal.com. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Caixin Seneca Business Brief was produced this week by Kaiser Guo and by Kelsey Chung, Lin Jinbing, Jonathan Brin, and Zhan Wang at Caixin Global. Special thanks to Li Xin of Caixin Global. Thanks to Spring and Autumn for the music. Check out some of the other great podcasts on the Seneca Network, like the amazing China in Africa podcast, and you can learn Chinese. 
And for daily news and views, make sure to subscribe to Access from the China Project. Again, thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Take care.